Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bros, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast. It's an advice show. I'm Josh Walston. And I am Lance Timmerman. What's up, buddy? Same old, same old. Um, I was watching a movie this weekend, and I have a lot of questions from it. Uh-oh. Uh, so, you know how TNT, it's like TNT or TBS or one of these uh, stations... Shows Lord of the Rings all the time. Okay. So I was flipping through the channels and just ended up on what I think the the first one, the Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. Um, and watched most of it on cable and was like, ah, you know, it's been a while since I've seen these. Um, no, I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll bang through these again over the next week. And so I banged through them all, the, the three, okay. the Lord of the Rings. I didn't get into the Hobbit shit, but <laughs> the Lord of the Rings. Uh huh. And so I was finishing up the last one, Return of the King, last night. All right. Now, I'm not like, I don't f- fucking cosplay, you know, <laughs> I don't do that shit. Okay. Um, All right. I like some nerd shit. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend that I'm like, you know, yeah. the Fonz over here, but like, <laughs> I get it. I like, I like Harry Potter. Uh huh. Um, you know, but I'm not going to a convention or anything, right? Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, but like I'm not I'm not like anti Lord of the Rings. It's fine. Like I read I read The Hobbit when I was in middle school as like an assignment. Okay. I read I think we had to re- read Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. I know, like I like my junior or or sophomore year of high school. I can't remember. Um, and then I saw the movies and they came out. And all right. Was, all right. Fine. Cool. Yeah. Great. Awesome. I was watching Return of the King last night. And I totally forgot about the last part of that movie. When was the last time you saw that movie? In the theater. I. It's been a long time. So like what? Yeah, like oh five maybe was the last one. Yeah, something like that. Oh five or oh six, I think. Um, do you remember what happens at the end of the last one? I don't think I do. All right. So all the the wars going on and the the Sam and Frodo make it to the mountain. Okay. And after, I don't know what seems like about half an hour of them trying to throw the ring in the fire. The ring finally goes in the fucking fire and it's okay. gone. And the eye explodes, uh-huh. uh, like an orbital wall fracture. <laughs> uh huh. And then, uh, Vigo Mortensen is King, right? We go through all that shit. Okay. And then we get this like journey to the elves. And it's like super old Bilbo okay, with Frodo and the other hobbits. And they are there to see off Bilbo and Gandalf because they're getting on the boat, which is basically like they're dying, right? Okay. And then Frodo just fucking gets on the boat. Yeah, I don't remember that part. Frodo kills himself. Maybe. Hmm. Is this a uh, the the editor or the director's cut or was this the Mandela effect? Like, no, this I watched this last night. This happened. Frodo, like Bilbo, gets on the boat. He's like, "Yeah, I'm ready for another adventure," and he just hobbles his little hobbit ass onto the boat. 
And then Gandalf's like, yeah, like my time here is done. And, and what I'm led to believe, cause the other elves get on it. Kate Blanchett and, um, agent Smith get on, on the boat. <laughs> Hugo Weaving. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, our time here is done. Uh huh. So the boat is like, they're dying, right? That's just okay. what it is. They're getting on the boat and they're dying. Sure. And then Gandalf's like getting on the boat and all the hobbits are crying. And he turns to Frodo. He's like, you ready? And Frodo's like, yeah. And Frodo gets on the boat. I think Frodo kills himself. Okay. Well, I mean, what more can he accomplish in life? He's, he's reached the pinnacle, right? I mean, listen. <laughs> how old do you think Frodo is? Well, in Hobbit I mean, years. How long... <laughs> Well, all right. Let's just pretend that Hobbit. I don't like. I don't want to get care. into like. I don't know. Fucking Star Trek convention shit. <laughs> but I, it's like oh, Frodo's like thirty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's in a prime. That's kind of what we're led to be believed. Like he's a young adult. Yeah, something like that. He's single. I'm assuming gay. Maybe. <laughs> I think they're all. Well, no. Sam has. Sam has. Sam has a chick. Oh yeah, that's right. And he gets married, and he has kids. Yeah. The other two may be gay for each other. I don't know. Probably. But a- Frodo, definitely gay. No girlfriends. Like, mm. why would you do all this shit to save the world and not get some some trim out of yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It seems like a thankless job. <laughs> yes. I, so the only thing I'm I'm led to believe is that Frodo basically hung himself. Okay. I can accept that. I, I just, like... <laughs> I would get like, all right, if it's just such a weird way to end it. If you're going to kill Frodo, Uh just have him jump in the fucking mountain. Right, right. Wearing the ring. Jump in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. The weird, like it's, it's it like that would have been a heroic death. Yeah. And this way is just because it shows him at some point he's like finishing the book. Do you remember Bilbo wrote the book? Yeah, like to believe they're like, yeah. like there and back again, the Hobbit's tale, whatever. Sure. And then, and then it shows him, it shows Frodo writing in the book, and it says like, and Lord of the Rings, and then he gives it to Sam. He's like, the last few pages are yours. Hmm. Like instead of having all that part, and it just shows him like kind of sad, and like his arm hurts where he got stabbed. Yeah. And then he just goes, and he's just like depressed, and he gets on a boat and kills himself. That just seems like a much like the hero's journey mm-hmm. should end. Either with him jumping in the fire uh-huh. or him living until a very old age. With a so lot like, of women. Yeah. The getting back mm-hmm. and then deciding that life sucks so much he has to kill himself. Yeah. Just a weird, sad way to do it. I would agree. That does not w- seem that's anticlimactic. Just right. Or or we could have had like a leaving Las Vegas kind of like Frodo as a drunk bastard, like a violent <laughs> drunk. There you go. You know, just like hiring escorts. Kind of an epilogue with 10 years later, look where they are now. And he's just in Vegas. Frodo's got a beer gut. <laughs> he's just, he's, he's got an escort over. Uh-huh. She, 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 um, she has an aggressive piercing in her lip and that cuts his little hobbit foreskin and he backhands her. Exactly. And, uh, and then just drinks himself to death. Uh-huh. I think that would have been, yeah. that would have been enjoyable. Yeah, go out Hunter S. Thompson style and yes, just- that's exactly that. that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, Th- that would have been better than yeah. Like, oh, I'm just 30 and I'm just going to grab this boat to um, death. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> with with my uncle who's 200 years old and with this weird uh, 
tall gay man friend, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Gandalf, who God knows how old he is. And yeah, we're just going to die now. Cool. It'd be funny if that's not really what they meant to do, but then all the Vikings start shooting flaming arrows at them. They're like, no, 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 wait, we're just going for a ride. I was just going to the Barbados, man. Like, what's the deal? I got these Bermuda shorts I wanted to give a try to. (laughs) I don't think hobbits would look good in in, uh, like a bathing suit. Do you? I think you're absolutely right. Elves, if if you're going to see somebody in a bathing suit, it's an elf. That, That sounds fair. Dwarves and uh, dwarves and hobbits, not not a good look on a beach. Just seems a little too hairy. Um, there was also I didn't really enjoy. There's like a blonde chick that's uh, from the horse place, um, Rohan, mm. that really wants a piece of Vigo Mortensen. Okay, and and really spells it out a few times, <laughs> and he's just like sitting back smoking his pipe, fantasizing about someone, either Steven Tyler's daughter or. This blonde chick on a horse. Uh-huh. One of the two. Um, Why not both? Well, that's the thing. He like th- during the whole thing, he's like a a, a a virile adult with the best, you know, next to the elf with the bow, mm-hmm. Orlando Bloom, the best looking guy in all of the fucking Middle Earth. Yeah, well, so they set the bar pretty low. Let's uh, let's. Well, I mean, he's a good looking guy though. <laughs> sure, and it's like sure. the night before a battle, and he's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, cool. Like. I feel like he'd be like I feel like he'd be working one out at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah, yeah. If this if this were 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 accurate, I feel like there would be more you know be more of that. Um, also, yeah. you know, one thing I remember during the entire like a journey and fellowship of the ring, not once does anybody ever stop to go to the bathroom. I've never like <laughs> I, there's nothing. There's no like ping off of a rock. There's no digging a hole. Nothing. Yeah. Just nothing yeah. about having to go to the bathroom. Nothing. Yeah, sometimes movies don't want to be too true to life. <laughs> I just, like, one time I would love, like, an adventure movie like this to be like, hold on, before we go fight those orcs, I really got to take a shit. <laughs> I mean, that would be much more true to life, sure. Realistic, but, I mean, yeah. They just got to go pinch a loaf before he, he goes to the castle. That's just... <laughs> I just would enjoy some honesty every once in okay. a while. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Instead of Frodo, just like his dead corpse swinging from the rafters of some boat somewhere. Yeah. Like, oh, Jesus, Frodo, did you have to kill yourself? Like, what What, what was all of that for? If yeah. you weren't going to enjoy the spoils of being the fucking savior of Middle Earth. Exactly. Exactly. Weird savior. Do you think, like, they light candles to Frodo in Middle Earth? You know, like like we have Jesus candles yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. I could see, I could see it be kind of a life of Brian kind of a thing, where okay. they uh, unintended Messiah. He's like, no, no, <laughs> like that, <laughs> it wasn't me. Like C three PO in in the, yeah. with the fucking Ewoks. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Lance, this is an advice show. Sometimes we answer your questions. We answer questions. We find in all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We strive to help dentists and dental team members with their own. Unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They're the sustenance we crave. You could submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now, we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? Nope. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, how do hobbits off themselves? Because we all know that a plastic bag over their hobbit head is the best way possible for a hobbit to kill themselves. We want questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. Question one, Reddit user... Nachos cheesy. 
Uh, all right. Anybody here had a hard time failures in dental school, but then somehow managed to get back up and is doing amazingly well now? Need some motiva- motivation. Well, I'm somewhere in between there. Uh, I wouldn't say failures in dental school, but it, it sucked. I wouldn't say I'm doing amazingly well, but <laughs> I, I got out of school. So there's that. You're alive. I'm alive. You haven't gotten on that Hobbit boat, uh, I, the big re- Hobbit boat to the sky. My reservations next week, so you know. <laughs> Are you going with Gandalf? He's my uh, my lover. Is he going to try to jerk you off he's before my, you go? He's my sponsor. I that, feel that, like that's that, what that he probably tried to do to, to Frodo. That's how you pay your 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 tariff. <laughs> um. Anybody here had a hard time? parentheses, failures in dental school. Um, what does he mean by that? Like failed a class? Yeah, see, that could be... Failed an exam? I mean, I knew people that retook boards, the, the written exam. I knew people that failed the, the clinical boards, and they're dentists now, all of them. It's almost like those tests weren't did not weed out the bad eggs. They no, just, they never do. They just delayed things. Yeah. So... Um, I, I, all right. So I, I just, I wish, I wish I knew who this was. I don't think it's our guy. I don't think it's our most influential no. dentist. Uh, no. Polly, Polly cakes. Polly walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's him. I don't. Cause it. I don't think he would write, he wouldn't write something like this. Oh, you, you get some, some silly words in there. In it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he have any nacho time. I think he just means. I, I think, and I say he. It, it, it very obviously could be could be a woman. Sure. I think they mean, just maybe had had moments of struggle, right? Okay. Let's then, look at it that way. Then I would say a hundred percent of us. Yeah, I mean everybody struggles in some some case. I, we had a guy in my dental school class named Taylor Cotton. Taylor Cotton is now an endodontist in Bryan College Station, Texas. That's where Texas A and M University is. Okay. Um, Garbage school. Okay. Uh, first off, we we hate them. Don't they just uh, milk cows? The school cows? that I went to. Is that all they do? Yeah, they're just fucking farmers. Yeah. A M sucks. Um, <laughs> Taylor crushed everything in dental school, and he graduated the perfect four the whole way through. Uh, Holy shit! Yeah, he just crushed everything. Now he was like, he's a fucking man. Like he was ready and prepared is for he, everything. Is he forty? No, <laughs> he is now. He is now. Uh, but back then, back then he was just he was just uh, developmentally ahead of all of us okay. uh, from a preparation right. standpoint. And he just put it work. You know, he's a smart guy. I'm not saying he wasn't smart. He was super smart, but he also worked his ass off. You know, yeah. uh-huh. and he was very regimented and very prepared. And he was always prepared. He was yeah. never not prepared. Mad respect. Um, and that's like looking back at how little I did. Mm-hmm. Versus Taylor, like if I would have put in a fucking quarter of the work that Taylor did or, or a half of the work that Taylor did, uh-huh. like I, you know, God knows what I'd be doing right. now. But yeah. the question is, does that mean anything? Does success in dental school mean anything? Right. And I think that's the essence of this question is, does success in dental school translate to success in practice or in the real world? And I think we can almost all unequivocally say no, it doesn't, right? Well, I, you would say success in dental school very much 
can be success in real life. And failure in dental school doesn't mean failure. Right. Yeah. Like I finished square in the middle of my class. I think I was on the bottom. So like, but I also feel like what was taught to me in dental school, Mm -hmm. certainly there were some things that were needed, how to prep a crown, you know, know, what should a crown prep look like? What should a class two prep look like? All that kind of stuff. Even some stuff like how to look at literature and appraise things and fundamentals of biomaterials and all that stuff. Like, that's fine. But I don't necessarily feel like dental school taught me anything substantively that necessarily prepares you for success. Does that make sense? Sure. I can accept that. So... Just because if you finish number one or number two or number three in your dental school class, that uh-huh. does not guarantee you success. No. The same way that finishing at the very bottom of your dental school class does not guarantee you failure right. or does not guarantee you that you're going to struggle your entire career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I often think it's those of us that end up in the kind of middle that are the ones that probably do the best. Well, I, I was motivated about after graduation. I definitely inferiority complex. So I just started doing a ton of CE. And yeah. kept doing more and more, joining all study clubs, do, traveling for CE. And I, I don't think it took me very long to make up for any shortcomings I felt I had. I think, you know, there, there are some parts. Like, I remember in college, I'd be in college and I'd be taking some bullshit mm-hmm. science class. Sure. Of, you know, the fucking Golgi apparatus. All the shit we've talked about <laughs> before, the Krebs cycle. Right. Golgi apparatus. And you just like roll your eyes while you're studying that shit. And you just think like, I don't need any of this. Uh-huh. This is bogus. This is bullshit. Yeah. Um, it'll be great when I am actually learning stuff that I need to know. I'll be more motivated for that. Right. And then I remember like we had freshman operative, uh-huh. uh, spring of our, of our freshman year. They don't have that anymore in the program. Uh, they have it all condensed down to sophomore year. Oh. Um, but our freshman operative at some point, like fairly early on, was like all the burrs, like a 33 and a half is inverted cone and it's, sure. you know, whatever, 0.75 millimeters or whatever, all that shit. Uh-huh. Um, you know, 329 is, is, is 1.4 millimeters in length and it's, you know, a, a, a cross cut, whatever. Okay. Um, and, and I remember looking at that and being like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't say that shit about like the gold jeopardy right. anymore. I'm like, yeah. this is shit I don't need to know. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was like, shit, I got to learn this. Um, so there was that moment in dental school. Now, I, I, of course, like really what they should have taught us is like sort of just more fundamentals about birds. Instead of memorizing a chart, yeah, knowing like, hey, any dentist in practice is going to Google this shit and look at it. Uh-huh. You need to know how to make a decision of what to use when and that kind of stuff. Yeah, And maybe we could have used more classes based on that than just like rote memorization of what a fucking 329 bird is. Right. Regardless. Um, you get to that point where it's like, this is stuff you actually need to know. Uh-huh. Now we still had a bunch of bullshit classes. Like we had a bunch of, we had community dentistry classes. We had behavioral dentistry one and two. We had all this like, you know, community fluoridation stuff. And oh, like, wow. we had multiple classes of cariology and, and all kinds of shit like that, which is fine. However, even in that focused curriculum, there was still some shit where you're just rolling your eyes going like, what is this? Like, this is nothing. Now, one thing we never learned was how to read a P&L. <laughs> yeah. One thing we I, never learned. Go ahead. No, I was just agreeing that the, the stuff we really needed to learn was how to run a business, how to evaluate uh, 
the right practice, how to evaluate maybe even fee schedules. Right. None of that. Absolutely none. I just, I, I think like, I think to the people at the top of my class, and I'm even having a hard time like remembering. I can remember a couple. Okay. Um, one of the people at the top of my class um, was in the the root cause documentary on Netflix. Oh God! Really? The top, yeah. top of your so, class wasn't? Yeah, she was towards the top. Can't uh, the top. What an idiot! So that should kind of give you an idea of just like that doesn't mean shit. Yeah, that doesn't guarantee you shit. I do. Her name is Candice. Um, and if you're listening, Candace, fuck yourself. Um, you're very sweet in dental school. You're awesome. But the shit that you're talking now is garbage. Uh-huh. Um, you should really be ashamed. In fact, please don't tell people that you went to uh, University of Texas because I don't want people judging us based on the bullshit coming out of your mouth. Now, Candace was really churchy in dental school. Okay. And I've realized that that's just, she just fell into this. Like, once you believe in one fucking urban legend like Jesus, <laughs> then this urban legend that root canals cause cancer is, is that's a pretty easy thing to subscribe to when you realize that you also believe that a magic wizard came to live sure. in, in the world, right? I, I can understand so, uh, going from one cult to another. Yeah, it's all the same shit. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's the same leaps of faith that, that yeah. apply. Don't uh-huh. at me, Christians. I'm not mocking you, I'm just mocking you. Um, <laughs> So I, there's a lot of that. That it's just like there are people who are book smart, there are people who are street smart, and then there's people in the middle, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. and kind of have a little bit of both. And I think maybe you and I have a little bit of that. Um, whereas, like, sure. you know, we're not going to crush a gross anatomy test, no. but like, all right, I could probably like, pass it. <laughs> yeah, I can pass it, but I may be able to excel a little bit better at phasing and sequencing a treatment plan uh-huh. because I sort of have some more of that critical thinking skill than maybe the person who's just great at memorizing like the brachial plexus or whatever. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now, when you talk about failures in dental school, did you fail any classes in dental school? Uh, no, but I was asked to retake an exam or two. Okay. I had to retake, I failed sophomore radiology. Okay. (laughs) It was a two test course. Okay. And the first test I like did okay on. Uh-huh. I think I got like an 80. The second test, I was really hungover. <laughs> really hungover. Uh, and I think I got a 40 on it. <laughs> you got 40. And yeah, I was not a man that day. Yeah, yeah. I think and that's that was me in pharmacology. And the, 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 the pharmacology class, the guy takes me aside and says, Lance, this is a gimme class. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, can I do it again? <laughs> I had to do I had to do remediation. Okay. And re- remediation consisted of me uh, taking a comprehensive exam okay. with Dr. Priest. And I like on day one of the summer or whatever, or the winter break, whatever. Okay. I can't remember. Sure. Um, and then it was, I got like a 95 on that and then yeah. it was over. Yeah. That, so that was, that was that mm-hmm. at our school. If you, there were a couple classes that if you failed, they didn't even offer remediation. You just had to repeat the year. Oh, wow. And so one of them was gross. And one of them was, uh, like, I think histology was one of them. Really? Um, and then if you failed, any two classes other than those two. Uh-huh. If you, you had to fail two and they would ask you to repeat the year. Wow. 
So every year it seemed like we got a couple of people into our class and then we would lose a couple of people into the class. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, and you know, as far as I know, most of those people, there's a couple that didn't make it through. Um, I can think of two up at the top of my head or three that started with our class. I can think of four people at the top of my head that started with our class that never finished. Um, but you know, the, the funny thing is, is like the person who ended up dead last in our class, uh, huh probably makes more money than anybody else in our class that like graduated. Now he's a shyster. Like he's sure he, he's, he's full of bullshit, but like he produces a ton and collects a ton. Um, and there's prosthodontists all over Corpus Christi that have to redo his shit all the time. Okay. Um, but he's, he's crushing it, you know, okay. financially. Um, yeah. Yeah. so I don't know. I, to me, dental school, it's sort of like, I, it's kind of like the NFL, you know, like okay. there are guys that are great in college or like college basketball is an even greater example. There's guys like Christian Leitner, right? Uh-huh, right. Who, who are just like fucking men amongst boys in college. Yeah. But then they get to the NBA and it's like, they, that doesn't translate the same way. Absolutely. Yep. And I think that's, that's part of what dental school is like. Like there's, there's a lot of people who, who are just super book smart and can just make it through that. But yeah. that doesn't necessarily translate to like reading people and being able to think critically and do all those things you need to do to be successful. Well, and also it becomes philosophical on, you know, what's the definition of success? Is it just right. the money? Is it just the beautiful preps? And and then you have to start reevaluating the whole thing. And, and yeah, I've had to rethink my definitions over the, a few times over the years and reprioritize things. Where do you think Michael Appa graduated in his class? I don't, and I'm not, I don't mean this pejoratively. I don't get the feeling that he was like number one in his class. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall. I think we would have heard about that if that was true. And so I. Like the legend of Appa. Right. (laughs) I just, I'm trying to think of like any, like I've never heard like, oh, Frank Spear graduated at the top of his class. John Coyce graduated at the, I've never heard that about any of those guys. True. It's nothing to do with like, it's, it's how I feel about like, you know, every, every summer you have like kids in your practice, right. That have been in your practice for a while that like are going off to college. Uh And a couple years ago I had one that was like going to Harvard and it was like, wow, that's really cool. You're going to Harvard. Like, what do you, what do you, what's your degree? Like, what's your major? Like, oh, English literature. The fuck are you going to Harvard to study English literature? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like it, what matters is is where you finish, not where you start. What matters is where your last degree is from, not where your first degree is from. Right. And dental school's a little like that. Like it it just matters less about mm-hmm. where you finished in the class as it does like what you did with it when you got out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel this guy's pain a little bit because yeah. like there are those moments of, of self-doubt where you're like, Oh yeah, when that Jesus. pharmacology professor is saying, "Hey Lance, let's talk." Lance, you're a loser. I I I know what he feels like. <laughs> um, let's see if Nacho Cheesy has any other, other post. Uh, in the subreddit of dentistry, do you think part of our business runs on insecurities? Although there's some science behind ensuring that all teeth are perfectly aligned, is there st- uh, still strong monetary incentive behind prescribing a mouth makeover whether it is necessary or not? No. How many people are recommending full mouth rehabs that aren't necessary? I, I just don't, I don't picture that happening a lot. When people get told they need a full mouth rehab, it's because they have a bunch of wear or they have a bunch of broken teeth or, or so they have a bad, bad malocclusion. There's, there's shit going on. Yeah. You're, you're 
Yeah, it's a very strong suggestion. You'd benefit greatly. Probably won't die if you don't do it, but certainly improve quality of life and all that. All right. This this could be good. I've not read this. This is the first time I'm reading it. In the subreddit of dating advice, need texting advice. I've been texting with this one particular guy. Okay, so maybe this is a woman. Or maybe not. Whatever. Sure. Um, since the beginning free. of quarantine, texting back and forth. We are very similar and have many have had many, many meaningful conversation. Uh, it's been around five months now, but his communication has been a, a little off-putting. Sometimes he doesn't text me back until two to three days later. Uh, and even when he does, he will completely change the conversation. I'm confused. I want to propose a virtual date, but want him to put the efforts in asking me out for a virtual date. I've already been very easy on him, letting him letting go of his bad communication patterns I don't mind leaving him too, but I want to end things on a good note rather than completely ghosting him. Any suggestions on what kind of texts I should send him? A little background about him. I don't think he's the kind who would change unless he really has to. Seems very confident in himself uh, and too direct and vocal about what feels right to him. He's very cautious about everything. I mean, won't waste his time if it doesn't feel right type. Also seems empathetic and responsible, dedicated to his career. She's talking, she or he or whoever is talking about breaking up with this guy that they've just texted back and forth. Yeah, he's no under no obligation to text you back. No, uh, wow. I'm glad texting wasn't a part of dating when I was yeah. doing all that. What a nightmare! I feel like we've had a question like this before. Uh, Probably have. Never met him in person. It says. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, um, so, so he's under no responsibility to message you back. That's really you're barely an acquaintance. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um. A lot of stuff in the in the subreddit of Fleabag, which I guess is a television show. Oh, on Amazon, two seasons. Just fin- just I've not seen it. Binged it last uh, two weeks ago. Is it good? It's pretty good. It's yeah. It's um. I didn't take to it right away, but uh, it was worth it. It does. Fleabag is a British comedy drama. It that does like if those letters, if you put them together and rearrange them, and that doesn't spell like Lance's shit, <laughs> then I don't know what does. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty good. Okay. <laughs> good soundtrack, too. <laughs> Jeez, so it's like right up your fucking alley. It really is. Yeah. God, you're like, I can't imagine. Like, Skylar comes home with a 100 on the exam. You're like, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Jesus, Lance. Um, question two. Reddit user Schmorgisboard asks, Dentist. Do any of you go by your first name at work instead of Dr. So-and-so? Hi, dentist. I'm a dental student just dreaming about my future and what it would be like. If, fingers crossed, I have my own practice someday. I would refer, I would prefer to have people call me by my first name, including employees, at work rather than Dr. Smorgasbord. Have any of you done this? Would you advise against it for any reason? Yeah, I I don't really care too much about it. Uh, pretty much, they call me by my first name uh, privately, but in front of patients, they call me Doctor Timmerman, including Talk about your team. Yeah. Um, as far as patients, you know, even I, Holly calls you Doctor Timmerman in front of everybody. Okay, is this like a? Do you guys ever do like a role play kind of thing? <laughs> no, not at all. Nah. No. But as far as patients, I'll introduce myself as Dr. Timmerman. 
And then I'll okay. I'll let them decide how they want to address me. And if they, I got a few that call me by my first name, and it's like, oh, fine, whatever. It's not worth it. I pick my battles. Hmm. It's yeah. It's definitely not a battle to fight over because you end up coming off like a dick, no matter. Yeah. How like if you insist on being called a certain something, uh huh. It just that insistence upon that, I think, is always going to be an awkward. Yeah. Conversation. Yeah. Um, How about I always you? introduced myself as Joshua Austin. Do you? Okay. okay, Joshua Austin, nice to meet you. Um, but the team all calls me Dr. Austin. Um, I don't really care one way or another. Yeah. But I think to like break my back to say like, please call me Josh is weird. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of calories. Yeah. It, it's... It's just always kind of off-putting when you're trying to, both directions, trying to make it the first name or trying to go by doctor. I, I had to go to the junior high for one of my daughters to talk with their principal. And the principal, just the previous year, got her PhD. And she made sure that you addressed her as Dr. Taylor. And so, like over the top, but just annoying. So then I, I, I introduced myself, I'm Lance Timmerman. Well, I'm Dr. Taylor. Oh, let me, let me go back. I'm Dr. Timmerman. I wish you would have done that. I did. Give you 500. Did you? I did. Okay. That's, I, I made that's sure I, I was wearing a shirt and tie, a suit, the whole thing, just to be, you know, power uh, thing. And then when she pulled that. That's why I love you, Lance. <laughs> She's love, I love Petty Lance. Petty Lance is my favorite. Lance. <laughs> um, I, so here's the deal. We are cisgendered white men. Uh-huh. I think this I think this equation totally changes if you are not a cisgendered white male. Yeah. Yeah, I can't relate to some of the struggles other people probably have. Right. So um, I think it's 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 unfair. I think I think it's easy for us cuz I think most people assume we're doctors. Yeah. Like we're a a, a middle-aged man in a doctor in a dentist's mm-hmm. office. Yeah. It's easy to jump to the conclusion that yeah. that we are that we are men and I can't remember who it is someone I've been to a lecture before and I've seen this a couple times and someone shows like a team photo it's a lecture that like people know it's it's a lecture that people know and I just get off the top of my head it, it, it escapes me so I feel like I, I don't I'm the reason I'm saying this because I don't want to not give credit to whose oh, tutorial this is sure I get it so whoever it is, whoever you are out there that came up with this material, I'm, I'm trying to cite you. I just can't remember who it was. So it's like a team photo. Okay. And, it's, and, and the shtick is, who, which of these persons is the dentist? Oh. But I think it's Paul Homily who has this. Okay. I could be wrong, though. So if I'm misattributing this, um, don't lose it. Okay. Um, it, it's a team photo, and it's like, which of these people is the dentist? Okay. Um, and everybody points, and everybody just immediately assumes... Like the man that's towards the middle of the group, uh-huh. that's tall, is the the doctor. Okay, um, and it turns out that it's like a woman that's like behind and to the right. Okay, and it's just like it just sort of shows like our racial and gender norms and stereotypes, um, and how in today's dentistry that doesn't necessarily sure what what our brain goes to immediately and even like even younger people it's just it's just a default you know it's just what we're trained you know so what our brains think yeah um so let's say you're a woman i feel like 
the first name is probably a bad idea. I mean, I could be wrong, but I just feel like there's probably enough people in the office that assume you're an assistant or a hygienist. Yeah. And so you need to be a little bit more assertive about that. Probably. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'd have to ask Andrea if, if only I had a, a female voice here, sure. <laughs> you could help. Um, I wonder, I, I don't know if it would be different for different races. Like if you're an African-American dentist, you know, even an African-American male dentist, a middle-aged African-American male dentist, sure. would this still be an issue? Um, I don't know. So I, I think I'm with you in saying that it doesn't bother me either way. Yeah. But I also think that that's, we're probably, you know, we, we have different experiences. Yeah. You're showing your white privilege. Yeah. And my male privilege yeah. and my cisgender privilege, all that, you know, all, all of the things all the above. above. Yeah. Um, I do. So why, why not do like the doctor first name? I've had people call you me see that. This a lot like, yeah, yeah, you see this a lot in like father son practices yeah. or mother daughter practices. Uh-huh. It'd be like Dr. Bill and Dr. Lance. Uh-huh. Cause you're both Dr. Timmerman. Right. So, so, you know, it's Dr. Bill and, and Dr. Dr. Lance. Um, that seems like, that seems like a good middle road where you're not losing the fact that people know who you are, Yeah. but you're also not so stuffy and, and, and whatnot that you're, you know, that you're, you're, I, that you're like dying on the rock of being called Dr. Timmerman. Yeah. I do love Dr. Smorgasbord. <laughs> I do kind of wish that it was Dr. Schmorgasbord. Dr. Plentiful. Like, why would you not want to go by Dr. Schmorgasbord? Yeah. That sounds freaking awesome. Exactly. Um, it's so much better than Dr. Buffet. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, wait, no, because Dr. Buffet actually might be Dr. Buffett. Might actually be Dr. Jimmy Buffett. Mm. There you Is go. Is Jimmy Buffett a doctor? Uh, he's, he's had to have gotten an honorary, honorary doctorate. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he has, to, Bill Cosby has an honorary doctorate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Let's, let's look this up. Uh, is Jimmy Buffett a doctor? <laughs> um, no, it, it doesn't say anything. I don't see nothing. No, huh? Uh, oh, well, he did. F- so Jimmy Buffett fell off of a stage in Australia and a, and a physician was in the first row and, and helped them. That's when, when you bring up, is Jimmy Buffett a doctor? Uh, that's what comes up. Dr. Fooldy, Folday. Yeah. yeah. So that's actually a good story. I do like that. All right. That's pretty on brand for Jimmy Buffett, like falling <laughs> off of a stage. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not uh, the first stage he's fallen off of. It looks like he wasn't he wasn't breathing after that happened. Well, that's not good. Wow. <laughs> Is Jimmy Buffett related to Warren Buffett? I do not believe so. But I could That'd be wrong. Be wild if they were. That would be. Uh, it does. I did find an article. Warren Buffett and Jimmy Buffett took a DNA test to see if they're related. <laughs> so um, we all wanted to know. This is a long article, and I just want to know what the answer is. The results came back negative. Okay. And it does it does look like Warren Buffett is actually the Golden State Killer, um, which <laughs> it's an un- unfortunate uh, side effect here to this test. Um, 
Yeah. So I, I may like go by, go by Dr. Whatever smorgasbord's first name is. Yeah, that would be good. I do think like it, let's say you were, Oh God, this is, this, this is a response to this. My staff introduces me as Dr. Swoller bear. And I introduce myself as the, 90% of the time, they call me Dr. Swoller Bear anyway. Okay. Wow. All right. Listen, I, d- I don't want to be a dick. Yet. <laughs> if, I was a, if I was a layperson uh-huh. and I went to a dentist and their name was Dr. Smithson, and they walk in and introduce themselves as Dr. Swoller Bear. I'm I'm leaving. I, I'm not yeah. staying. I'm sorry. Like I guess you're trying to be funny, but like that is weird. A little bit, yeah. That's um. No, thank you. I get that you're like really into lifting weights and you're you're quote unquote swole. Um. <laughs> But I, I just don't need that in my medical professional. Yeah, exactly. If you're listening, Swoller Bear, I I hope you're joking. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm torn. Kind of doubt that. it. Um, okay. Big time. Um, let's see here. Let's see what else we've got from Smorgasbord. Uh, in search of kefir grains. Hey, Philly Redditors. I'm looking to get into the market uh, and into making kefir because I drink a lot of it. Let me know if you've got any kefir grains you're willing to share. Thanks. Do you know what kefir grains are? Or what kefir is? No. Okay. Um, has anyone been to the South Philly Walmart recently? Any dentist here practicing in Switzerland? This is actually good. Long shot here, but I'm a Swiss citizen living abroad and receiving my dental education in another country, non-EU. Eventually, I'm thinking about getting licensed to practice in Switzerland. Uh, What is the state of dentistry like? Is it feasible to make a comfortable living? I have a lot of questions. But if you're out there, I'd love to hear your experiences. Lance, you know more about Europe than anyone I know. What, What do you know about Switzerland? I actually don't know about dental practicing in Switzerland. Um, I know that it's generally considered a comfortable living there, but not necessarily uh, an American lifestyle. Okay. Is it nationalized? Is there a single payer system? Do you know any of that kind of stuff? I don't know anything about that, no. Um, Not much info here on... On uh, the the comments, so I've got one comment that says "pays real good money." Smiley emoji. Have a lot of Swiss colleagues buying boats, houses, and stuff. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean Swiss dentist, right? Or, I mean, I know people. <laughs> I mean, houses <laughs> and stuff. You don't have to be a dentist to buy houses and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. 
it it does look like group practices are nice, but quote unquote private practices where it's at, especially restorative. Misspelled. Yeah. Um, do you think it's different? Uh, what's the capital of Switzerland? Isn't it Bern? Oh, Jesus, Actually, dude. <laughs> You're asking me. <laughs> the person who knows least about geography, it is Bern. Is that pronounced Bern or Bern? Okay. You tell me. I think You've been there, I'm sure. Bern. I think it's Bern. Bern. You've been there? I have not been to Bern. I've have been you to been Geneva. to Switzerland? Yeah. Oh, Geneva is not the capital? No. Is but, but Geneva is big. Geneva's got to be bigger than Bern. Right? I think I think it is. Geneva and Zurich are the two main hub type cities. Uh, Zurich's going to be the German speaking part of it and Bern's going to be the French or uh, G- Geneva's the French part. Oh, is is uh and uh, Basel's got to be uh, decently sized, right? Yeah, it's pretty decent. Biggest cities in Switzerland. Let's take a look here. This is a part of the show where you learn um, <laughs> random Euro shit. Random stuff about uh, Zurich is the largest city. Okay. Um, you got Zurich, then Geneva, then Basel, then Lausanne, then Bern, then Winterthur, then Lucerne. And then you keep going down from there. Yeah. Okay. What's the total population of Zurich? 1.3 million. All right. In the urban area of Zurich. So not as big as I was expecting it to be. There you go. I would guess, is there is there a fair amount of dental tourism that happens in, in the EU? Well, the, a lot of the um, dental tourism is they're going to go to eastern part of Europe. They're going to go to Hungary and things like that. So a lot of the British people get pissed off that people will fly off to Hungary to get their... It's like people here go flying down to Mexico. To Mexico, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, interesting. I, you know, I, it's always... I, I'm always curious about that. Like anytime I go to a different country, I'm always curious about the dental market. Yeah. I remember going to Iceland and I did not even see a dental office in all of Iceland. Well, if it's anything like like in France, all they have is a brass plaque on the door. Uh, you, okay. you you wouldn't even know. Okay. Uh, and then I found out that the coach of the Icelandic national uh, soccer team is a dentist uh-huh. and works and still works like three days a week. That's all. And just like if that's not the biggest fucking marketing, yeah. that yeah. you know, like how is he not the busiest fucking dentist in in that? That'd be like, oh, Greg Popovich, the coach of the Spurs, uh-huh. is also a dentist and he practices a couple of days a week. Like, yeah. you could go see him to get a filling if you wanted to. Exactly. Like, he would be booked for, for years yeah. in San Antonio. Easily. Easily. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I, uh, I think it would be. Do you have a Switzerland license? Uh, I know you have not yet. some. Not yet. No. Is that it? <laughs> is that it? Is that a you want to get it? I wouldn't be against it. I, my understanding is the mobility amongst the EU. Once you once you're in one, it's easy to, to kind of bounce okay. around. So you have a Belgium license. I do. Is that correct? I do. Okay. What? I I mean, did did you have to take a a, a skills exam? Did you have to take a? I did. Written exam. I did. What? Tell me about the exam process. We should probably. Did stay- you have to go do dentistry there? I, I had to go a couple times. Um, we should probably save this for a different episode. It's, it's okay. It's a kind of a long story. Uh, then let's we will do that because I'm fascinated. 
to really know like how they 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 decided that you were you were okay enough to get a to get a license well, in a country where you didn't go to school. I had to sleep my way to to finish the job. Well, yeah. I mean that's everything you've accomplished exactly. in the because of your pure dripping sex appeal. The casting couch is real. <laughs> and there's our title for the episode. <laughs> Lance's Belgium casting couch. <laughs> Right under the wire. 48 minutes it took us to get the title of, of this uh, <laughs> yeah. this episode. Um, whose turn is it for a song? I that would be it, you. Is it your? No. Is it my turn I did for a song? Gorillas last week. Oh, the gorillas. They're cartoons. They're not even real. They're not people. real. Um, they're not even real. All right. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Okay. Week. Okay. Do it. Um, uh, hey, uh, Review, uh, share this with your friends. You got any friends who are super into um, talking about Lance's uh, Belgium casting couch experience? Um, let them know about the show. That's how we grow the show. One new listener at a time. Hit us up with a rating. Lance, what's your favorite number? Big fan of five. Huge fan of five as well. Um, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. If you're flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. Hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Hit us up on all of the social bullshits. Facebook, Working Interferences with Josh and Lance. Funny shit for dentists and dental team members. Um, Twitter, at Winterferences. Instagram, at Winterferences. Lance can be found on Instagram, at DMD. I can be found on Instagram, at Joshua Austin DDS. Mash that follow button. Um, I know we've done this artist before, um, but this song slaps, and I'm a huge fan of it, and it's Weezer. And everybody wants to rule the world. Love it. Which is a cover of Tears for Fears. Um, Tears for Fears had to have been a college band for you. I was in high school. You were high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, late, I'm thinking Tears for Fears were were late 80s. Yeah, 85, 86. Uh, yeah, 85. I was ninth grade was when the uh, Want to World of Ruled came out. So their first album, they're hurting was like 82 or 83. Yeah. But. Songs from the big chair yeah. is where that song is from. That's 85. Mm-hmm. So in 85, you're where ninth grade, 10th grade. Okay. So tell me like tears for fears is a, they're an English band. Uh-huh. They're from bath. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a sound that feels to me like a Lance sound, Love like them. a new wave yeah. sound. So, so you would rank them fairly high. Yeah. And they're amazing in concert. I saw them at the okay. San Michelle Winery. It was a great experience. So, uh, Jesus, um, fuck, that sounds so good. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. Seeing a great concert at a winery outdoors it feels like it's night. never going to fucking happen again. Oh, little breeze, gentle breeze. I, I, I saw that the Chainsmokers had a concert Ooh. in the Hamptons. Nice, <laughs> and that like a shit ton of people got Rona from it. <laughs> And it's just like, if you're going to fucking go down in flames, uh-huh. you really want the Chainsmokers to be the last concert you went to? Like, I get it if it's like, yeah, man, fucking George Harrison and Paul McCartney are like playing a concert together. Like, yeah, dude, I'm in. I'll risk it. Uh-huh. Cool. But fucking Chainsmokers? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one that's going to get you. That's the one. Like, you're going to go down. You're going to plant your flag on that. That's a tough one. Yeah, probably not the one I would choose, but at this point, maybe. Yeah, any I mean, any, any port in a storm, huh? Just about. Um, so when you have a band that you like, like Tears for Fears, uh-huh. 
and Weezer comes out with a cover of one of their songs. Uh How do you feel about it? I love it. I I love to hear other artists' rendition of a song I already love. I love a cover. I do. I really do. I do. Um, I wonder, and I'm curious. So Tears for Fears uh, version of this was this, this opening song to the Dennis Miller show on... HBO. I don't know if you remember oh, that show. No, it's probably 95 through 98. Okay. Um, was, good show. Uh, sort of a Bill Maher-esque monologue show. Gotcha. Um, great. One of the greatest Norm MacDonald interviews of all time. If you search for Norm MacDonald interview on Dennis Miller show, you'll find it on YouTube. It's unbelievable, Norm. Okay. Um, so this was the opening song. Um, and I've heard Dennis Miller say that over the life of the show, so I, I'm guessing 50 episodes, mm-hmm. um, they paid Tears for Fears over $5 million for the rights to this song to use it on their show. Wow. What do you think Weezer's got to pay them to cover this song? God, I don't know. I, or is it a percentage of sales, do you think? I would think it would That's be a percentage of sales. That's a smart move. I would take a percentage. Yeah. If I'm tears for fears, I you take the points on that because you know that Weezer's going to sell a ton, yeah. And versus the flat fee of like, hey, give us five million dollars, so you can cover this. I'd rather have a piece of every album sale yeah. and every time the song is played. Yeah. But when they do a whole cover, or they do a whole, they basically did a whole album of, cover, of yeah, covers, the, right? The Teal album, yeah. It's the entire album is covers. Uh huh. I I would have to guess that that eats into their profit margin a little bit, right? Yeah. Because, all right, so they got Africa. They got uh-huh. Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Yeah, Sweet Dreams. Uh-huh. Eurythmics. Take on Me by AHA. Uh-huh. Happy Together. By uh, Herman's Hermits. Is that what that is? Okay, I don't, mm-hmm. I, that one I don't know off the top of my head. Paranoid. I don't know that one. Uh, Paranoid is uh, Black Sabbath. Okay. Mr. Blue Sky. Yellow. Then, Jesus, you're fucking encyclopedia. Um. Try to guess this one, Lance. No scrubs, huh? Who's that one? Uh, I don't know. TLC. Yeah. Oh. oh, really? You didn't know that one? No. That's. Uh, and then Billie Jean, and then Stand by Me. Nice. Um, I'm I'm guessing they're writing a ton of checks. It's probably one of those where they weren't doing it for the money. It was just a love, and so, you know, they'll take whatever they get, but. So I'm going to read to you the description of the Teal album on Apple Music. Okay. Weezer are no strangers to familiar takes on pop classics. They did the monkeys. I'm a believer for the Shrek forever after and the cars you might think for cars too. I don't remember any of that. I don't either. Um, they fucking Weezer was on the cars Two soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. But after a fan-successful viral campaign to get them to cover Toto's Africa gave them their biggest hit in ages, which is a tough dunk on Weezer. I don't like the way that's written. They made a project of it with ground rules. Inspired by Phil Collins' version of You Can't Hurry Love, they would stick to largely faithful readings of pre-90s songs and avoid alt-rock peers, as well as obvious classic rock samples like Hotel California. We don't want to be a bar band, Rivers Cuomo tells Apple Music. The Teal album is what was left. (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird flex. Uh Uh, Cuomo and guitarist Brian Bell explain their picks um, uh, for this set of other people's greatest hits. 
Um, so it goes through all these. Let me see if I got you. If you got uh, Happy Together's by the Turtles. Oh shit! Okay. It says Spike Jones wanted us to do this for his movie adaptation. He didn't like our version. <laughs> I think we sent him a live recording. He was like, "Ah, this isn't right." Uh, Paranoid is Black Sabbath. Mister Blue Sky is ELO. No Scrubs is TLC. Um, Stand by Me is Ben E. King. Um, that's that's super interesting. I would just be interested to know what the economics of that is. Do they make money on it? Do they break even on it? Or does just like whoever owns fucking Michael Jackson's album, like or his you know discography, I, yeah. who owns that? Does Paul McCartney still own that? Yeah, I don't know. It, d- d- like, do they just get rich? The people who don't do anything, like the mailbox money. Yeah, I'd be curious. God, we got to write a hit song. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> and have Weezer cover it. You you know enough about music. I feel like you could like write a chord progression that would be like, you know, just how they have, you know, there was that there's like a computer that studied all the like the beats yeah. and the chords and all that stuff and could write a hit song for like Britney Spears yeah. or Justin Timberlake I heard or whatever. That, like, yeah. Any boy band. I feel like you could do that just because you know enough about songs and then it would come out and everybody would be like, oh yeah, that's like super weird 80s <laughs> new wave. We don't like that. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I could probably do that. <laughs> There's just a group of, of 48 to 52 year olds that are just like really vibing on it and everyone else is like, yeah, that's not good. Well, enjoy um, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. For Lance Timmerman, this is Joshua Austin. Peace. Stay fresh, cheese bags.